All right, yeah, Hobbit. Um, down, down to Goblin Town. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> they were so good, the, the little songs. <laughs> yeah, I love that it wasn't really sung by the characters most of the time. It was just like... Here's some 70s soft rock dudes doing some voices in the background. And it's never even a full song. It's like, there's like three or four sentences usually that they'll repeat and then have some music with it. All right, that's all we paid down, for. Down, to Goblin, down. Yeah, it'd just be like Bilbo looks over a hill and you just hear the greatest adventure. <laughs> and then next scene. It's so good. Uh, happy Hobbit days. This is this is a podcast where we talk about hobbits all month long, all December long. Um, yeah, either, as you know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so I'll either be with yet another hearty happy Hobbit days or <laughs> something along the lines of Welcome to Lady of the Movies. My name is Ben Holland. This is a podcast where my friends and I talk about hobbits all December long. Um, we talk about movies that either I or guests hadn't seen before and really should have by now this week is the 1977 TV movie, The Hobbits, made by Rankin Bass, aired on NBC originally. I think this is our first TV movie. It's it's actually a first for a lot of things, but we'll get there. First off, your guest left or right across your podcast dial. We got Robbie. Hey. Greg. Hey. Both of these guys pulling quadruple duty in Middle Earth this month. Also, for anyone who's not knowledgeable like myself, Rankin Bass is two people. <laughs> Took me a long time to figure that out. And it's Rankin slash Bass. It's not Rank and Bass. Yeah, it's uh, Rankin slash Bass. Two people. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll get into all that. So, Will we? <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? It's only a 78-minute long movie and every episode this month has been at least three hours recorded so. oh i just don't feel like we normally talk about like who produced the movie in that much detail yeah well that's Rankin fair. bass though are pretty pretty famous For, you know? yeah being our first Rankin bass oh also, i yeah. don't even know who they are so uh, they made rudolph uh, there santa claus is coming to town they do a lot of the claymations the heat miser he's oh, one of he's one of their guys yeah now the songs make sense now the songs make sense right <laughs> <laughs> see it's all coming together <laughs> it's full circle uh but this being a hand-drawn one of theirs not the kind of spheroid stop motion stuff that they were obviously more known for but they did a lot of decent uh, a decent amount of producing these but again we'll get into all that first off Guys, has been your how have your Hobbit days gone, and have you seen anything good recently? My Hobbit days have been wonderful. Um, I've been actually, I can't think of anything in particular. Um, but we've been watching uh, Hallmark movies or like Netflix's version of Hallmark movies. Yeah, I forgot what it's called, but we did watch the Lindsay Lohan one, Falling for Christmas. Falling for Christmas. That's yes, nice. you would never. The plot was just. That poor girl endures so much head trauma in that movie. I haven't seen it. It's um. I like that the fiance runs off with the fisherman at the end. Clearly, I don't remember. <laughs> Wait, the fiance decides to be he, he runs off with a guy. So I, that's how. That's what I got out of it. Didn't you? Oh, I, I yes, <laughs> I do remember this. That's pretty progressive. <laughs> it's very progressive. There's like a grizzled old fisherman guy who saves his life in the woods and they form a fast friendship. Fast friendship, yes. (laughs) All right. But yeah, so that was fun. Um, And we've watched some other ones. Uh, I think Ray put on uh, Single All the Way twice now. Oh my God. That's the the Netflix's gay Hallmark movie. 
surprisingly good actually as yeah. far as those like hallmark ones go it's one of the better ones i don't know if maybe netflix is just spending a bit more money than hallmark does it obviously it, it has the same think, exact plot that they all have still i, I think so you can probably pretty well guess that netflix spends more money than hallmark yes for for the big movies at least i guess they both produce a lot of stuff, so they can't all be huge amounts of money, I guess. I'm pretty convinced that Hallmark just has like a script ad lib. And yeah. they just they tell you to fill in like different adjectives and nouns and then they just plop it into the <laughs> There's right. some they are enjoyable for Christmas though. There's that comforting feeling when you know everything that's gonna happen in a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I think they say people like to rewatch stuff because it is comforting because you already know what's gonna happen. And the Hallmark movies give you that feeling without actually knowing, but you're like, I know what I have never seen this movie before, but I know exactly what's gonna happen and it is. It's comforting. It's like pretty restricted Mad Libs, though, where the love interest can only be a baker or own a bed and breakfast. <laughs> yes. Those are the only options. <laughs> it's like a little drop down menu ad lib. <laughs> yep. Bed and breakfast and falling for Christmas. Short Overstreet yep. owns a bed and breakfast. <laughs> I don't know. Watching those Hallmark movies doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, I'm watching Futurama again for the fifteenth time. <laughs> yeah, it's just comforting. It's so good. It's a it comfort really watch. Right? I, I haven't watched it in so long, and I was like, man, I'll go I've, rewatch Futurama. I've again. never watched it all the way through. I've definitely missed episodes, but I've seen like a ton of them, and I always think about watching it all the way through because it does have like a. It, it, it has a decent plot. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. really good. I'd I, say th- that and South Park are two shows that I've never like watched like, oh, the new episode is on tonight, so I'm going to catch up. So I wouldn't consider myself like a, a dedicated viewer of either of those shows, but I've definitely seen at least 78 to 100 episodes of each program. There's like the thing with Futurama a little bit more so than South Park is there's absolutely plot points that sure, you you yeah. miss if you if you do yeah. it that way, especially towards the last seasons. But um I don't know. So I would highly recommend, but uh, I haven't watched anything new since I we talked about Wednesday and um cool. The other one. Oh, the the leftovers, which you should watch. You recommended yeah. it to me multiple yeah, I want times. To. <laughs> both those are I my list now. before, but I think you would like this. This is a this is a favored uh, expression of friendship of mine. <laughs> during during winter break, I think I'm going to catch up. I'm going to watch Wednesday, I think. Wednesday was really good. I get, uh, uh, Pat also watched The Leftovers and him and Chrissy really liked it too. Great. Yeah. So just throwing that out. How about you, Ben? Watch anything? Yes. I watched Aliens this week by James Cameron. The second one? Yeah. He, he only did the second one. You know why? Why did he only do the second one? Why did I, why did I want to watch a James Cameron action movie? Mm, what am I doing this weekend uh, that I wanted to get ready for? Oh, watching Way of the Water. That's right. Boo. As as we sit here, I'm about 21 and a half hours away from finding out the way of water. Uh, finding out how it do, what what its ways are. Are there any reviews in for it? Not yeah. that the starting reviews are always accurate, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, generally, people who think it's pretty good to like, oh my God. <laughs> okay, wow. I heard basically the same exact thing that I heard about the first one, that it's visually breathtaking blah 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 but uh plot structurally i don't know if that's that is yeah. not a light on the plot yeah a little light on the plot that's what he does he, he he makes for at this point he makes like pretty basic things to hang all his stuff over um which is fine with me i'm excited to i'm excited to get down get wet with with jimmy i also watched a james cameron movie recently that i didn't know was james cameron piranha 2 no uh close though Kind of Rambo too. <laughs> he wrote that. Yeah, 
I was on, like, on the strength of... I did not know that. <laughs> I, I like HBO Max was like shoving it into my face. And I was yeah. like, I don't know. I've never watched this. So then it came up and it was James Cameron. I was like, fucking really? <laughs> yeah. Maybe on, that's why they were shoving it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From the most technically advanced movie ever released to a hand-drawn movie from the 70s. Let's get into The Hobbits. Um... This I used to watch a lot as a kid. It was something that I probably haven't watched since then, though. So I didn't remember that much of it, but I watched it like like it was, it was one of the things in rotation as a kid for sure. I've actually apparently never seen the animated Hobbit movie. I have distinct memories of watching an animated Hobbit movie. This wasn't the movie I watched. So, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'd never seen this before. I guess there's a lot of CGI in the Peter Jackson one, so some animation. <laughs> it would have been funny if I'd seen this. Yeah, I hadn't seen any of the other Lord of the Rings, but that animated Hobbit from 1977. Yeah, it's not even so. This is, Slaps. I guess even before we do the plot summary, just say off the top, this is one that I've... We had four episodes, so obviously Lord of the Rings, that's three episodes. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, we, we should do a Hobbit. And like like Peter Jackson made his Lord of the Rings movies before the Hobbit, we'll do the Lord of the Rings movies before we do the Hobbit, but... Eh, let's do this one that's only 78 minutes long because we all earned a shorter movie, I think, to cover. I think it makes sense, too, because the other option was either watch one of the three Hobbit movies or all three of them crammed into one episode. Right, yeah. (laughs) Saved yourself nine hours. Mm -hmm. And sure, we did that with The Matrix, but (laughs) this is The Hobbit. We had a different option for this. Um, It is funny you bring up the hand-drawn thing because when I watched it, I had like a weird thought that I was like, damn cartoons used to just literally be like animated comic books. Like it just really feels like somebody's reading me a book and there's like pictures that go with it. I kind of, I love the, the style in this. It feels like the backgrounds are mostly watercolor. I think. Yep. Um, and then I think like definitely the fire and like smogs fire seems like oil paint. <laughs> I don't know, but it seems like most of the backgrounds are watercolor. It's really, it's, it's a very good looking movie. Yeah, no, for sure. It is. I think the only thing I didn't like is, um, there was something about Bilbo. <laughs> I didn't just, I just, I don't know if it was his face. There was just something I did not like about him. It, they yeah. had a lot of, they made a lot of strong choices with noses in this movie. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Um, the trolls were mostly nose. They were mostly nose. <laughs> The dwarves, they had a lot of forehead stuff going on with the, the dwarves. That I was like, <laughs> you got a lot of forehead stuff going on, <laughs> my guy. Like, hmm, that guy uh, has like skull bones. <laughs> yeah. There, I think I did feel with like some of the characters that they seemed like almost not connected in their world. Like uh, the men looked very different than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, it's, they look- yeah, it's very funny when they get to Lake Town. You're like, yeah. oh, you can make just like normal dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and then like compared to like... You've been the- holding back these normal dudes the whole movie. Yes. Compared to like the elves and the dwarves, like they were all so vastly like they were drawn so vastly different. And the goblins, like everybody was, you know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of like stylistic differences. One of the things that was definitely criticized for at the time, this was... A thing that Rankin Bass did with a lot of their movies, this was outsourced the animation part of it to Topcraft, which was a Japanese studio who actually has a ton of collaborations with Rankin Bass at the time. This comes out in 1977. Topcraft would uh, go bankrupt and sort of, uh, what's the word? It, it stopped existing. Dissolve. Yeah, it, would, it dissolved in, I think, like 84, 85 after putting out. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind by Hayao Miyazaki, who worked there. 
And then he and a couple other people from Topcraft formed Studio Ghibli. So oh, huh. this is the sort of nascent form of the, this is the chrysalis that yep. Studio Ghibli came out of. <clears throat> and some of the other people who didn't join made a different thing that got absorbed into Disney. Then Disney had their partnership with Ghibli. So they all came back together. At, uh, <laughs> That's kind of funny. I am going to say Ghibli or Ghibli differently every time. Perfect. You can find endless amounts of evidence for either pronunciation. Amazing. Uh, anyway, so that's all stuff that uh, we might have to cut because we haven't done a one-minute plot summary yet. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, either of you guys want to take it? It's just The Hobbit, so... <laughs> I'll, I'll let you. I'll do it. Um, okay, so our adventure st- starts. Gandalf comes to, to Bilbo Baggins and says... They need a burglar for their adventure. They're going to steal treasure from the dragon Smog, who took it from a dwarf king and some of the dwarf's descendants and other th- dwarfs are coming to get it. Um, they go on this adventure to get to this mountain. Uh, along the way, they're running into goblins and all kinds of problems, and either Gandalf or Bilbo keeps saving them. Bilbo kind of becomes a little more confident in his burglaring abilities, which are kind of made up as he goes. Uh, he's more along because he wants to go on an adventure. Along the adventure, notably, he bumps into Gollum and gets the ring. Uh, he uses that to help him along his adventure by going invisible. Eventually, get to the mountain. He steals some gold from Smog and kind of teases Smog about it. Smog thinks he's from the nearby town and goes to destroy the town. The townspeople kill Smog, and then armies from all the groups they've met along the way show up because they all feel like the gold is theirs. There's a big battle for the gold, uh, and um, in the end, uh, the armies join together to fight off the goblin army, and uh, the dwarfs realize they were wrong in trying to hoard all the gold, and Bilbo says, okay, my adventure's done, and he returns home with Gandalf. The end. Gandalf's like, you got no idea what's coming next. Gandalf's like, I definitely know this is that evil ring. (laughs) (laughs) It was really fun. Like, he basically ends it with like, all right, no, by the way, you're in a prequel. (laughs) prequel by the way you may think your story's over and basically your story is over but the story no much more to say um yeah so i I don't know if we need even this movie there's a lot in this movie i don't even know if we need to caveat it anymore but like none of us are tolkien scholars obviously there's a lot of adaptation changes streamlines and stuff they just leave out in this version um but i still like it what did you guys think of this movie I liked it, and I will say I'm not a Tolkien scholar, but this is one of the books that I've probably read like seven or eight times. So it is one of my favorite, like uh, whatever. But um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the movie was pretty good. It, I did have a, hard, a little bit of trouble keeping my attention at some points, but um, I think that's, that's what the songs are like, for. There you go. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. I loved the songs. Loved the songs, even though they were like barely songs. Uh, I think the only thing that bugged me was there were some like animation choices and some stylistic choices that I was like, uh. And then obviously, like the plots are really, really moving, so you're only getting like the the, the littlest bit of information you need, and I'm like, ah, okay, let's keep going, kind of thing. Um, but I did enjoy it; I thought it was fun, and like I said, the songs really kind of slap. I think the the goblin song when the dwarfs first get caught by the goblins, I wrote slaps. Yep, this ribs. The goblin yeah, it, it <laughs> does. I think there was a song with Smog too that I really liked. They're all good. <laughs> they are all good. I was gonna like try and write them down, but I was like, oh no, I don't want this too many. <laughs> I like those. I didn't. I didn't love the the greatest adventure, the like really seventy soft rock one. Yeah, that one was the only one. I was like, uh, it was funny yeah, though that it, it kept funny. coming back. <laughs> Anytime Bilbo does something, you just heard the same guy with the same melody come back in. 
It's like, should I make a decision? The greatest <laughs> adventure. All right, I guess I'm just choosing adventure. Damn yeah. diegetic music. <laughs> um, why can I hear that? Whatever. Um, yeah, there's some choices. This thing, like you said, they pack a lot in. It has to move. He gets to Gollum and they're doing like the riddle contest, I think by minute 26 or something. <laughs> so like, we got to go. They like, made, he, already, he already has the ring by then. Made some interesting artistic choices on Gollum, who is best described as a frog bear. Yeah, he's like a horrible <laughs> frog. He's just like a frog covered in fur. I, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I kind of liked him though, I like honestly. Him. I like him. I did. I liked him. <laughs> I, I you know he, what? I like that guy. <laughs> I thought. I thought it was no. Like I. I didn't dislike him. I, I like just, the cut it was of his jib. Interesting to see the two directions because, like, yeah. I clearly I I like the other Gollum better. Like that was a good. But for yeah. a cartoon, what are you gonna really do? Like, yeah, my really thought good. was like, had I not seen the other ones and just saw, you know what I mean, Gollum, I'd be like, oh, this is like a cool monster, dude. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell is this guy? Yeah. And when you see the other one, you're also like, hey, this is a cool monster, dude. What the hell is this guy? So, yeah. like, I don't know. that I, I thought he was fun. Yeah. The, <laughs> he was um, weird, though. The Peter Jackson version being like, what if someone was way too old and malnourished, right? That's And this being like, what if someone was a, was a furry frog monster? <laughs> so those are the directions you can go in. And obviously, there's, you know, myriad adaptations of these. But those are the two that we're covering. So that's what we're talking about right now. Um, I I like uh, I like a lot of this. The the songs. The first one starts. I think when the dwarves get to his house and they're talking about like this motherfucker hates it when you yeah. crack his plates. Yes, so. <laughs> he's so weird. You and can't I was like, break oh yeah, stuff. He gets all mad about. Don't think I remember there were songs in this one. And there was turned out there was a lot of them. There's a lot of songs. I think that's the only time that there's like characters on screen who are doing the singing. Maybe I think so. The rest of the time it's just like disembodied voice. Yeah. So that song's actually in the book, so don't you worry. It also makes an appearance in the Peter Jackson adaptation. I've, I've seen the first Hobbit movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's what, like, fuck up his plates, crack his shit. That's what he hates. Yeah, that's what Bilbo Baggins hates. <laughs> fuck up his shit. That's what Bilbo Baggins <laughs> Well, that's the, the uh, rap, uh, rap cover, but... Oh. Yeah, fuck his <laughs> shit up. He hates that. It's It feels, like, really judgy. Like, can you believe this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I came into his uh, house and just started, 14 uninvited people who came to his house and started breaking food. all his stuff and he, he he's has a problem with it. He's so uptight. All that food's going to be bad by the time he gets back anyway. That's fair. It's going to be auctioned off by his relatives. Uh, man. <laughs> they declare him dead. <laughs> he comes back when they're doing like a an auction for all of his yeah. stuff. Uh, no. <laughs> so this is, I mean, as a book that you've read, you said seven or eight times, this is probably... Like the one opportunity we'll have to talk about the Hobbit in general, um, tone very different from Lord of the Rings, which Tolkien later said he kind of regrets, um, making it kind of like so silly at times. Oh, I and, guess. See, my thing was like, this was a book that I could actually read in like eighth grade. And then right, I tried yeah. to move on and read the Lord of the Rings. And at, at for an eighth grader, that was like, an, and I loved reading. So that was for me to be like, no, I can't read this. <laughs> it it would have been like trying to pick up Game of Thrones. I really do need to go back to it now that I'm an adult. But like, yeah, I think that's a pretty common experience. But he's he was sort of like, ah, it's too much, too much silliness in there. But I think people like that he he tried to go back and make a new version until someone's like people really love the one that you already made and this isn't that anymore and even like, he did make some changes to account for like the stuff that carries over the ring 
lore and whatnot, right? So yeah, but and like even without his like thought, I don't know. It makes sense that the prequel would have a happier tone because there hasn't been 40 additional years of darkness. Right, like yeah. there's just, there's a lot that would go into like it making sense. And the fact that people just love it as is like, why would you fuck that up? But yeah. And plus with Bilbo at the center. And I feel like this adaptation does a really good job of capturing how little he like, is that arsed by anything that's happening? He's just like, oh, whatever. I guess this is happening now. Yes. He's I'm like, about to be eaten by trolls. You guys should run away. Yeah. Uh, I guess I have to do this. I like he's My contract was vague on several points. The, the, <laughs> the tro- troll scene definitely kind of annoyed me a little bit because that's that wasn't at all. Like Bilbo was the hero of that. Like he slipped away. And then instead of... Um, like staying by the fight, like instead of running away when the trolls were arguing about how to cook him, he would chime in and like try to make a troll voice and be like, no, cook him this way instead. And he kept them arguing until daybreak. I don't know what the fuck they were like. And it's day now. And I was like, wait, no, Gandalf can't just make it day. I was going to say Gandalf, Gandalf just did magic. Yeah. Just Gandalf like, remember, kept saving them in this one. Remember in two towers where he's riding down that hill and he makes it become daytime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like, that's, I don't even think anybody like it for it. Like even, a D ability that's like a, a supreme <laughs> deity okay. level like like oh it's just day you've changed the entire like this yeah. is <laughs> you, it's like little kid logic or like if you're a dm and you're like oh i have these enemies and they're super strong but their one weakness is sunlight and someone's like i can make the sun <laughs> yes i think that'd be like a wish problem fast forward time <laughs> that's an insane ability but it, all right it, it is quite a bit of agency to take away from bilbo in that moment yeah. but i guess i guess you're also maybe thinking like well the movie's only 10 minutes long we can't have him be heroic yet so like what they got like three minutes to have him try to like delay them till daytime he literally have like 25 seconds is what they could probably (laughs) spare for him because that's how long gandalf took less time than that you know what i mean i'm here and it's day okay (laughs) there's the sun motherfuckers and he's just like flying they're like no it's it's fine bilbo was just like checking out the shit instead he was being a good burglar all right i guess that that works i do love that they show up and only call him burglar baggins and he's eventually like okay i have an issue with this <laughs> why do you keep calling me that burglar baggins and you're like i don't know that's that's your whole deal right and he's like i i mean i'm not gonna say no <laughs> does he not know gandalf in the book and in the other movie no he knows gandalf he's he's been around before uh, okay yeah i love that gandalf shows up and he's like hey dude you yeah. got some work to do yeah he's I'm like gandalf. i have no idea who you are yeah you're a burglar now come on bitch <laughs> he, he does basically do that anyway and then gandalf tells him like no I, he doesn't he, he doesn't want to do it and gandalf goes okay and then he draws a mark on his door anyway that says everybody meet here and the, the dwarves just show up and start walking into his house and he's like what the fuck i said no <laughs> Yeah, you get the, the the real feeling that he is like Shanghai'd into this operation in this adaptation of it because it really is like Bilbo's just like hanging out outside his front door like, oh, I wonder what today's going to bring. And Gandalf shows up and he's like, here's your life now, bitch. <laughs> You're a burglar. <laughs> yeah, so he, he immediately gets really intense with him when Bilbo's asking some fairly natural questions and follow-ups. <laughs> He's immediately doing like the like lightning eyed thing. Yes. He's immediately yelling at him. <laughs> Do it now. You already agreed to this pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then the, the dwarfs show up and they have way too much forehead. 
<laughs> Although I kind of, I grew to like it. By you got to differentiate it. The hobbits, the yes. hobbits are round. They are stretched. <laughs> yes. Very round. He was very, very round. I kept thinking that too. Like Bilbo is like well, circular. Like every part of him looks like the artist just drew, used circles. Like, you know, when you have like the circle tube that you, tool, you, you yeah. can just like on paint. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they made Bilbo. Yeah. Um, Story-wise, though, it's a cool story. I like that. Uh, so here's here's a fun fact. Not to get too deep into the cast right now. They go see Elrond. The guy who plays Thorin was also the voice of Captain Hook in Peter Pan. Oh, really? The guy who plays Elrond played Captain Hook on the stage version of Peter Pan. All right. So they got all the Captain Hooks they could for this <laughs> one. We need as many as possible. I actually like the way they drew Elrond, that he's just like, he's like a sparkly <laughs> I was just saying, I love that he just has like a star that circles his head, I guess. Yeah, is that a hat or is that just happening like in the room? <laughs> I, I really like it. Like a vaguely magical. It's like, yeah, how do we like display Elrond's gravitas? Give him a gravitational field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has his own stars that circle his head. Yeah. He just he has a constellation on him. Okay, uh, yeah, no, that's a, uh, a impressive magic man. The other one of the armies is elves later, right? Like yes. They're the, the Merc the, elves. Yeah, yeah they look, wood elves. Yeah, wood elves. They look nothing like Elrond. Whereas Elrond just looks like a dude. Wood elves yeah. are basically like the trailer trash of the elf communities. <laughs> they they looked horrible, so yes, they look horrible. More froggish people. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually like I mean it's it's all dealt with in a song, but they get to the wood elves and Bilbo like breaks them out, but that's like weeks later, right? Yeah, he says it had been weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all like a th- one of their 35 second long songs that <laughs> explains a lot of stuff they did a really good job with that i did think it was really funny like in a weird way where they just were like what are ruins ancient writing okay like 15 minutes later moon ruins what are the ruins that only show up in the moon okay keep going (laughs) (laughs) just building knowledge here that's it let's go we got things to do here (laughs) Um, keep moving jaunty little songs to sing so after rivendell they go into the mountains they they run into the goblins oh Rivendell is just one house. <laughs> yeah, Rivendell is one house. It's just it Elrond. Much, much less impressive than in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but you should see what lives in the galaxy. <laughs> That's where the other elves are. When they first see that like valley, I was like, oh, it's like a dirty stream with a hut. And they were like, Rivendell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I- That's a good point. And I was like, oh, maybe I looked at the wrong thing. And they show it one more time. I went, oh, nope. <laughs> No, it's just it's just Elrond's house, and he lives alone. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows what swords are named, uh-huh. and that becomes important later, I guess. It does. It does. Um, so they go up into the mountains. The goblin, the goblin sequence, I really like. I think the goblins look incredible. Yeah, goblins were one of the very well done things. In the yes. Movie. Yep. They look very like when uh, No Face goes into like full monster mode and Spirited Away. Yes. They kind of has the same, obviously they don't look like that, but it has a lot of the same like lines, like, yeah. like when the goblin, the main goblin King is like yelling and it's sort of all like the lines in his mouth and stuff. That feels very ghibli. I don't want to bring it back ghibli here again, but they're kind of toad-like. <laughs> they are pretty toad-like. Like the, the mouths particularly. Yeah, yes. They got big mouths. Yeah. They got very big mouths. But I feel like goblins should be toad-like. 
that whole sequence, I mean, it probably takes less than two minutes, but it's so cool. <laughs> the the songs maybe the best song in the movie, and I think the goblins really look cool. Down, down to goblin town. Exactly. Down, yes, down, that's it. Down. And then they start going <laughs> and like, yeah, that is a good. They're song. nailing it. Slap. Are you going to show this movie to Ren? Is the question. I tried. She didn't want to watch it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was going to say it's like it's definitely kid aimed. Maybe yeah. not super young kids. It's a, I think a little too. There's give a lot. Her, give her a couple. There's a lot happening, and I think she had too many. She couldn't quite follow along. I think if you're, especially if you think like it's, a, you know, if a movie starts and they introduce a character to you, you probably assume that's important. And this movie introduces 15, 15. 15 named characters in the first 90 seconds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 15, yes. I think, um, and if you're a kid, you're like, this must be important, but I already forgot which one's which. Mm-hmm. It would have helped if the people sang the songs. I think she likes it when the, the people are singing the songs. If it's just like not, background music, it's not the probably same. Probably just like ignores it. I think so. Much like the characters do. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe when she's a little older. Um, older yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, this is one that I watched a lot as a kid. There were uh, many, many times. Yeah, I mean, she's only three. Yeah. Stupid. It's a stupid age. You're probably stupid thinking age. like six, six to eight. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I got no, in, I got no experience. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, uh, you know, they get out of the goblin place. Because Gandalf. Gandalf shows <laughs> he's, up. He's like, every time they're about to die, Gandalf's like, Gandalf. I, I, I'll fix this. Get out of here. The dwarf just drops Bilbo into a giant hole that he... I got over like where did this whole come from? Like they were walking straight, and then Bilbo falls off his back, and then just immediately. Uh, why was he hole. carrying Bilbo? Everybody else is running. <laughs> Bilbo can run. He, he doesn't have much shorter legs than they do. No, negligible. As we know, though, dwarves, they are uh, excellent sprinters. Natural sprinters. Natural, natural sprinters. sprinters. Yeah, that's why hobbits are not. They're mm-hmm. round. Yes, they're natural rough. hole fallers. Rollers. Yeah. R- rolled it right, right. That's it was just a small yeah. and he just he rolled yeah, right. Into like, oh no. <laughs> I, I do like their little sequence with Gala. I know we mentioned he's he is it's good. He's weird. He's really weird looking. Like that, he's just in his dumb canoe. He's in his dumb canoe, yeah. He's dumb, you know. <laughs> he's right? an idiot. He's, he's got a stupid canoe. It's fucking <laughs> gross. Uh, <laughs> um the the amount of interesting people involved in this movie is kind of surprising to me doing research about it. As a kid, I didn't know all these people, obviously, but we already mentioned like from the production side, you know, Rankin Bass being really a big deal for animation, isn't it? Especially in America and uh, with all their TV specials for Christmas. Um, And this obviously being a Rankin Bass TV special, we had to do it for Christmas. Naturally, this was the pick. Mm -hmm. Um, what I'm trying to say is a lot of the voice cast is also surprisingly maybe overqualified <laughs> or just like really interesting. The guy who plays Gollum, his name is credited as Theodore with no other name in this. Uh, he mostly went by brother Theodore throughout his career. He's a German American performance artist. He did what he called stand up tragedy. Um, there's <laughs> a really interesting dude that a lot of like, New York media types were like really into um, and a guy who we could 
if we wanted to really dig in and dedicate a lot of time to. And in fact, there is a documentary about him and his uh, weird art. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> And he took a two-minute role in this movie. Rankin-Bass is like, well, who are we going to get to play Gollum? Obviously, the, the fringe... Um, sad sadness comedian. That's who we need to play Gollum. Which, but I mean, it's a good pick for Gollum as a type, I guess. It is, um, and he does a great job. But I think that was just how his voice kind of sounded. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah, uh, I guess while we're stuck on cast, we might as well mention Gandalf's played by John Huston, a guy whose movies I've tried to do a few times. So I've tried to make up multiple excuses to do Maltese Falcon. He directed Maltese Falcon, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Um, one of the absolute most decorated and legendary and important directors of all time doing voice acting here for Gandalf, uh, has the unique distinction of not just winning Academy Awards. I think he won two and like got nominated 15 times for best director or something. Um, but also directed both his dad and his daughter to Oscar wins in acting uh, his dad being Walter Houston and his daughter being Angelica Houston from John Wick 3 mm. and The Witches and uh, the Adams Family movies. Yeah. So, you know, big, I, big, big, super famous dude who's just voicing Gandalf. I like the way they drew Gandalf in this. He also yeah. does not look like the men from Lake Town. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I feel like He's the men from Lake Town are like kind of he manny looking. Like they're like really just very. Liter- literally, my thought was he man ish. Yeah. Well, I don't know why that was, but that's my pull. It's because of the, the, the muscle and the lines, the lines in the face and yeah. stuff. Like if they have a lot of sharp lines on them and like, I don't know if they're just t- too well drawn, I yeah. guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, Gandalf does not look like those late guys. No. So John Houston's doing Gandalf, another legendary <laughs> director. Otto Preminger is doing the Elf King. Um, he was who, who's only in like two scenes. Yeah, they, it was like five. They miles. just they just picked. I mean, another German American and just a couple Oscar nominations as a director. I guess he he did a decent amount of acting and some voice roles, but it is weird to just have Otto Preminger join the fray and go like, "Yeah, I'm a stupid elf. I hate you." <laughs> well, I bet, like whatever I, voice he's doing. I bet a lot of these people were just already fans of The Hobbit. Like these were huge Probably, books, yeah. and this is like the '70s. So this is what thirty I, years after they came out. I was like, gonna say you were like, "Yeah, this big director they got him to voice Gandalf," but I was probably my immediate thought was like, "Yeah, someone's probably like, you want to be Gandalf," and they're like, "Yeah, I want, yeah, be, I Gandalf. want to be Gandalf. Everyone wants to be Gandalf." <laughs> yeah, and I like that, even though he's. Not not doing a British accent. He's just doing, I think, his normal voice as Gandalf. It still feels like really similar to how Ian McKellen plays it yeah. in terms of just like it's, I guess, you, you have like an authoritative wizard vibe going he on. He does. He does. Yeah. He's a director. Probably not as many soft edges, I would think, as uh, Ian McKellen has. Yeah. <laughs> the Gandalf shows up and is immediately screaming at Bilbo like, he's you have bit, to do he's this. He's a bit aggressive in this. <laughs> He, has to, he doesn't have much time. Yeah, he's he, got like an hour. We gotta go. He doesn't have as much of the I'm not gonna um like interfere directly. Interfere directly as much. It's more like I'm gonna constantly interfere directly and I'm gonna yell the whole time. <laughs> I am yeah, it's a it's a very um first Dumbledore versus second Dumbledore. <laughs> I think I'm not sure. This this is like, a very much more did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire <laughs> version of uh, Old Wizard. It's, yes. It's like after the Gollum scene. Is that when he calls the Eagles? I think so. So they get there. They get chased by goblins to the forest. 
um, which happens around minute 36 or so. It's about exactly halfway through that they're on like the the fir trees and, and there's the song about, oh, those birds look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> look at those dumb birds. We're going to eat them. Um, and that's when the eagles come, which I'm, I'm calling out specifically because that's where the first Peter Jackson Hobbit movie ends, I believe. Yes, I think the Eagles just kind of take them away. Yeah. Yes. And um, um and this one's uh, that takes 36 minutes in this movie. Just yeah. saying, PJ. Yeah, kind of jarring when the Eagle talks, no. <laughs> Did not I think it. both the Eagle and then we'll get to Smog too, that they're not doing like I'm fantasy and stuff. It's just <gasps> like, hey Gandalf, <laughs> you I owed you one. Don't worry about it. I'm an Eagle. <laughs> yes, he's just got a regular voice. He just <laughs> He just talks. He just the, talks. The dragon especially sounded just like your classic like high school bully, I guess. I <laughs> Where are you? I'm going I'm to eat you. I'm a dragon. You must be from Lake Town. I'm going to go fuck those people up. <laughs> Bilbo does not correct. Bilbo's him. like, oh, nope, you're wrong. <laughs> but not very convincingly. Kind of like, oh, no, don't go to Lake Town. <laughs> um, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyway, I just wanted to point out that the the voice cast is either really famous people or people like who are just, I guess in the seventies, just these people who are just on, you know, the talk show circuit. Orson Bean, who plays Bilbo is a guy who I think he was on the tonight show with Carson, like a 200 times or something. Oh, wow. Orson Bean, a great Hobbit name, but, <laughs> um, a weird stage name. His, his born name is like, uh, Dallas Burroughs or something. And then he Fuck. picked Orson Bean as a stage name. That's weird. That's very I think he weird. just wanted to play little weirdos. He, that Orson Bean works for that. They're not. If I'm, if I'm, I think his name is like Dallas Frederick Burroughs. He's like, oh, they're never going to let me play a little weirdo with that name. Well, no. it, it might have worked at his disadvantage too. Like if people were looking at his name and like making an assumption of like, oh, okay, he's going to be our cool action star. Like he yeah. probably wasn't getting the offers he wanted. I oh. was thinking that because he has like an action name. <laughs> Dallas definitely is a, yeah. Yep. So they go into Mark Wood. They get Spider accosted. Like immediately. Bilbo's the, like, the, I know what to do. The camera is spinning a lot now. <laughs> yeah, they're doing some, they're doing some uh, experimental techniques. Yeah. <laughs> with the animation. Uh, yes, yeah, because because of the spider eyes. Even though when you just see their eyes, they're not like reticulated. They're just an eye. No. Um. Interesting sequence. I think those spiders look bad. I don't like them, but like, like they look like successful for what they were trying to do, but I don't like those spiders. Yeah. There were like, there's some stuff with the animation. that was like, this is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So Bilbo knocks a spider on the head with the rock, gets everybody out. I guess that buys him enough time to do that. Yeah. They all run away. He does his invisibility tricks with sting. Yeah. Sting, 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 sting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He goes real hard on naming it and then like, I'm going to, I'm going to get the most out of this name. <laughs> and I mean, he's able to, f to like fight off three big spiders with doing his fancy sting tricks. And Frodo can't take one. Come mm. on. This is messed right. up. I think it was a significantly bigger spider. I don't know. They seem pretty, they seem <laughs> pretty big and there was three Wasn't of them. Wasn't Bilbo invisible though? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Frodo yeah, couldn't have gotten invisible. So I would have just been like, oh. He's like in my backyard. <laughs> there he is. Wait a second. <laughs> he's right there. Oh, great. That guy's like, he's 
a two minute walk from one of my big towers. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's part, he's like not, not the biggest tower, back but door. a pretty big tower. <laughs> um, there he is. Yeah, fortunately, <laughs> that's not how the ring worked yet when Tolkien wrote this. Um, the explanation is that uh, Sauron didn't have as much power at that point. Right. I hope he had like a little, so he's like, fuck, he's right over there. He he did have a little, well, I mean, but he sorry. just couldn't tell anybody. Well, no, he did. He that's he told Sauron, Sauron or Sauron, uh, and then like they had been plotting in secret for quite a while in like breeding and all that. They weren't breeding, but they were breeding. They, they, were on. <laughs> they huh. got it on a little bit, but yeah, that's that's what was going on while the Hobbit was happening. That makes sense. Yeah, don't be, uh, don't don't hesitate to correct us on stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I've realized they stepped on your joke, and I felt bad because you weren't. It wasn't like a, a good re- enough joke to not step on with correct information. <laughs> okay, <laughs> correct information is more satisfying than a bad joke. Uh, Fair. So yeah, that's they go out of the spider cave directly into the frying pan. Yeah. Uh, it's the uh, name of the chapter. It's uh, out of the frying pan into the fire. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Great minds think alike, I guess. <laughs> um, the uh, what else get them? And they're they're bad dudes. Otto Preminger's going. I'm a fucking hell. Fuck you. <laughs> So you were obviously trying to kill me. They don't do this in either Hobbit movie, but in the book, like the Merkwood thing is very much extended and they're basically losing their minds at that point. And they see a party in the woods of the Wood Elves and they keep chasing after them and they disappear right when they get there. Uh, And so by the time the Wood Elves showed up, they were like, all right, you ruined our dinner party three times. You pissed off all the spiders and now they're just like going fucking crazy. Uh, You're under arrest. That makes more sense than like a bunch of hobbits, very weak and disoriented, running out of a cave and immediately being arrested. Yeah, their their thing was like they were supposed to stay on the path. They left the path to chase the elves, and then by even coming across the spiders, now the spiders are all agitated, and like the what elves had to go fucking. They're like, we know where the spiders are. We leave them alone, and they stay over there. But now they're just, you know what I mean. So they did have like a, a small case, but they were just dicks. But sorry. that makes more sense. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> And again, these guys, they look terrible. Okay. And I'm going to say it, little toadish. <laughs> they are. They are a little toadish. So in their defense, if I was an elf and then I got stuck being like that elf, I'd be mad too. <laughs> oh, an you elf see, so like, I'm like really fit and beautiful? Mm, kind of. <laughs> you get to see like Elrond with his cool one person house. <laughs> yeah. We all share a house and none of us have stars floating around. He gets to be a handsome dude with a star and we're told people that live in a swamp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be mad too. I would be a little short with people. <laughs> uh, they Hey-o. are a little short too. <laughs> they also are like dwarf size. They didn't seem to be very much bigger. <laughs> they were a bit bigger, but not by much. Whereas again, it's not like the people who adapted this think that elves are tiny because Elrond's just a dude. He's just a regular dude. Him and Gandalf were about the same size. The wood elves, I feel like, were very hunchy, though. I mean, they were always like kind of hunched it's over. It's the evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, the evil. It's racking their bodies with evil. Um, then they uh, they escape in the buckets, the buckets, the barrels. They go down. They, river. they complain, and Bilbo is like says something about that. That's not in my contract. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't in my contract to give you like five star accommodations. Uh, 
so I will say they did that joke from the first movie really good with the very long contract, but he kept bringing up the contract. And he's like, bro, the contract was literally five sentences. Like, it wasn't supposed to be a mute, all binding. Like, my contract was vague on several points. I really, that was like my favorite line in the whole movie, I think. It's true. So they go to there and, um, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. They go to Lake Town and Bard is there and he looks like it's the people who drew He Man drew him. <laughs> <laughs> and the other humans there. Uh, bad idea for a town. And I, the the voiceover from Bilbo's like, yeah, man, they ri- they live right next to Smog's Mountain. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, the whole town is wood. Whole town is wood. Well, they were smart about it. They built it in the middle of the lake to put out the fires. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was wondering okay. that honestly. Um, also, Lake Town very small, like Rivendell. It's like eight houses <laughs> in a circle. There's like ten people live here. <laughs> not it's that like many people live in this world kind of situation no. <laughs> just throughout the movie until the until the actual war happens Gandalf kills about 5% of the world's population <laughs> it seems like <laughs> just doesn't directly intervene my ass <laughs> he's just culling huge swaths of uh, beings from the planet <laughs> behold the great city of Revendell do you mean Elrond's house <laughs> It's Elrond's place. <laughs> oh, Lake not Town. not a lot of people. I get to call it a town. <laughs> Lake Town. It's more like a lake cul-de-sac. <laughs> lake Neighborhood. <laughs> so they leave Lake Neighborhood and go up the mountain to uh, Smog's house. To Lonely Mountain, right? That's mm-hmm. this mountain in particular. Um, they're like, this, this fucking sucks. We came to a dead end. And then Bilbo's like, oh, yeah, that one thing, I the, the literal one thing I had to remember is happening now. They go in through the back door. The dwarves, which um, in this adaptation do nothing the whole movie. Absolutely nothing. They, nothing. they don't fight. They don't. Nope. Uh, they like, do nothing. They don't really pathfind for themselves. It's a lot of Gandalf doing that and then giving them directions when he has to leave. And uh, yeah, so they go in, except they don't. They make Bilbo go in. And he meets Smog, who looks insane. <laughs> Smog looks crazy. Like I guess he's kind of cat-like. He's kind of cat-like. He's furry, right? He's got like yeah. a fur on his back. He's one of he's those furry dragons. Also incredibly round. <laughs> incredibly round. He's got a very long neck and cat head, but then the body slug-like. It's just a circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could not, I still can't decide if I really liked the way he was drawn or was really disturbed by it. It's hard to know, too, because this is um, now, you know, 50-ish years ago almost. So, what, 45 on the dot just about? Um, is that just what they the popular image of dragons were at the time, or were these people, like, off the deep end? I don't want to be a loser, but the first thing I noticed about him was, like, he's actually a dragon this time. I saw... In the, the the Hobbit movies, he's not a dragon. Oh, he's a wyvern. Because the a, arms. He doesn't have. He's a wyvern. Mm-hmm. He doesn't or whatever. He doesn't have enough arms. Yeah. Yeah. This one. They gave him enough arms this time. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, check out my belly. And then uh, Bilbo's sees that he's got like a big bald spot there. <laughs> a big bald spot. It's like, they like zoom the enhancing. Yeah. It's <laughs> missing enhancing. one scale. <laughs> And in Smog's defense, Bilbo is infuriating in this scene. Yeah, he's very cocky at this point. And, and this is not the vibe Bilbo's been giving off this movie. <laughs> no, he's he's going off about his titles that he's given himself. Nobody's mentioned any of these titles. He's got like 50 of them now. He's he's like semi-translucent, but he 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 says one of them and he like does like a like a fun spin and you're like, "Okay, Bilbo." 
Yeah, it, that he, spins for no one because you're invisible right now. It, in the book, it's a lot more charismatic, and it's more of like a he's flattering Smog, and then like the titles he comes up with because it's after Smog gives his titles that he's like these are mine, and he's intentionally trying to keep them like riddle like they did mention that because he wanted to keep them distracted but in the movie they're just like what up smog you big fucking asshole (laughs) (laughs) oh no smells like bitch in here smog the most glorious thing ever and he's like okay you little shit yeah Yeah, he comes off doesn't doesn't riddle back at all he goes okay whatever take what you want i guess (laughs) and then he's like no i'm gonna fuck with you and so i was like okay where are you because you're being a real dick to me right now (laughs) And that's what he sounds like too. He doesn't. Bilbo's instantly on land mode when he's like, it's like a Call of Duty lobby. Smog's like, give me your address, you fucking nerd. One v one me. One v one. Yeah, it's so a, true. It's though. such a weird turn for Bilbo, who like, okay, he's coming into his abilities. He did get them out of the spider situation and out of uh, the Wood Elf place. Yeah, but, he's he's confident in his burglar. But this is beyond. That. <laughs> Also, the magic bird is following him at this point. <laughs> and also, like, what was his... So, in the book, obviously, he's distracting him, right? Yes. But in this, it seems like he really did just go in to grab some treasure and leave. In the book, he went in for the Arkenstone. Right, because they take the Arkenstone out of this. Yeah, Arkenstone just doesn't exist. So that's so that's why it's such a weird kind of seemingly pointless interaction and from Bilbo's perspective. They decided to replace it with like all the treasure he could have grabbed, just like a regular like ceramic cup. It was yes. like blue. Say, it I wasn't thought, like gold. And, when, and the and they do, they don't come back to it. But when he leaves and he's like, "I got this," and they're like, "Oh my well, god!" Yeah, they're like all thrilled. I'm like, "Dude, that's just I, from our dining room." When, yeah, when he said, "I got this," I Arkenstone, thought the dwarfs right? were gonna be like, "That's a regular cup," and like yell at him. <laughs> But they were like, whoa. Just like, what is that like made out of sapphire? Is that what so we're supposed like, to like? Okay, I know there's a whole mountain of treasure in there. What'd you get? This one cup. <laughs> so you couldn't even put some coins in it. That was my thinking. Yeah. Like put a jewel in there or something. Something. He's just like, did you think that was the holy grail? Or like whoa. That part was so funny to me because he just riles him up like at a certain point, you believe the intention is. To fuck up Lake Town. To fuck up Lake Town. Yeah. I'm gonna get this guy so mad. Make make him think I'm from Lake Town. Offer very literal resistance to that idea. And then Smoke's like, I'm gonna go fuck up Lake Town. He's like, aha, all the treasure's for me. Hey, I was fucking up Lake Town, you big bitch. I wasn't even from there, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 really, he's really mad dog and smog in this he one. He does. And the whole time I was thinking too, if Smog just starts breathing fire randomly, I'm like, you're probably just doing it die. <laughs> One thing that bothered me a little bit, his fire doesn't make any noise. Did you guys catch that? I didn't. When he yeah. breathes fire, there's no sound effect with it. I think there is a thing with this movie that there's a ton of missing sound effects. Oh, is there? <laughs> and some, some like, uh, where, where did you stream it from? Prime. I streamed it on Apple. I don't remember there not being sound effects, but I don't remember there being them either. So I think, and I don't know that that's even one of the things that's like a famously missing sound effect, but I know some, you know, versions and printings of this mm, don't have really some sound effects that other ones do. When I was trying to find the non-existent Hobbit movie I watched, uh, I did come across that article where it, it's when they did the 2001 remaster, some of the sound effects and poured over. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. Um, 
it, it looks pretty good, this print, but that I watched on Apple, but there, there was a couple times there was like, ooh, this part's really damaged, but uh, for the most part, it, it didn't bother me. It looked pretty good. No, I thought it was fine. Um, so yeah, Smog goes, kills not that many people. He gets to Lake Town. Bart immediately takes people that live there. Right. Yeah, that's true. He (laughs) takes out half of the population, which is three people. Um, Bard gets that one shot off with his black arrow. Hell yeah. Which I love is like, I'm sure in the books it's different, but I love that. He's just like, well, I got my special arrow. Seems like a good time to use it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like, Oh wait, I get it. (laughs) I don't, I don't even remember if the black arrows were in the books, but I guess they must've been because they're in both movies. I didn't specifically remember it like that being a focus in the move in the book that wasn't in either movie either Spog's uh stomach is so fortified because he's been sleeping on the gold for so long that his carcass uh, is just covered in jewels and gems and stuff that but makes more sense there is the one missing scale from the first shot but yeah yeah that makes more sense i just i thought that was such a cool detail and i was kind of disappointed especially in the peter jackson ones like why wouldn't you like that's so cool why wouldn't you do that yeah, I don't know. Benedict Cumberbatch couldn't mocap that part of it. <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> uh, the smog's fire is what it is missing. In some versions of it, his fire has wow. no sound for some reason. There you go. Yeah. Good. And I'm glad I, we had that I, context. I was like, why is this fire quiet? I feel like you should be have like a crackling or <laughs> yeah, silent, but that's kind of haunting that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're talking about sound, real quick, the noise the ring makes, I like a lot. Yep. <laughs> Every time does. Yeah. Somebody Very was like typical like fantasy sci-fi yeah. sound effects. Well, uh, this the thing is this is so old. Somebody probably listened to that and was like, "All right, now put that in every video game ever whenever you do something." Yeah, yeah you're totally right. This is the first time anyone <laughs> used that sound. <laughs> it's totally possible. I don't, but like this is probably one of the earlier fantasy things that ever was made on media, no? I don't uh well in, in like movie form. Yeah. Um I mean Snow White's like the thirties. I don't know if I'd call that oh I guess that's so definitely like, time so like, between you. Yeah. So it was like Sleeping Beauty, which yeah. has a dragon. Okay. And that was so that was like I know it's been forty five years since this came out, but that was after Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> oh jeez. And then Spider Verse came out. And that was it. That was the end of time. <laughs> That's it. Done. Um, yeah. So this is, uh, I don't know. This is a cool movie. So yeah, then the, then the, the five armies happen. And every time an army shows up, Bilbo's like another army. That's, the, he there's like four count, now. He keeps counting every time. And I'm like, what is happening? He will show up and he's like five, five armies. Uh, just, uh, how many armies was that? One. Two. Uh, uh, Two uh, uh, armies. Uh, uh, uh. Three armies. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Bilbo. Thanks, Bilbo. Uh, the sequence before it's just like is very funny when Bard shows up and he's like, "Town's gone, but they made me king of the men." And, um, and Bilbo's like, "Ah, oh, congratulations! Couldn't happen to a nicer person." It's like, "Ooh, this is obviously this is obviously a pre-battle parlay." Bilbo, come on, yeah, <laughs> read the room, <laughs> read the room. Oh, congrats! We should get drinks sometimes. And, well, and he's like, more. "I'm not the only one here." <laughs> yeah. And Otto Preminger shows up. Got a fucking elf still. Ah, I'm gonna kill you. It's for me. Look at my army. Whoa! Look how many black dots there are. <laughs> I really like. They just did. We're like, no, we can't animate this. We can't do that. No, it's too much. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, his cousin comes. The, the the Thorin's cousin comes and. 
they put on a good show for a bit, I guess. I don't know. The the arm, yeah, like you said, they don't really animate the war part of it. They don't. It's just a bunch <laughs> of black dots and like dust. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I might have zoned out at the part, but I don't even really remember the battle. I just remember like looking back up. There's not much of it. Yeah, and they're just like. So how many are left? And he's like, like six. I was like, whoa, whoa. Everyone's <laughs> fucking dead. Bones. They don't really show. He's like, well, what about Thorin? Soon to be five. Got him. <laughs> In their defense, it was seven soon to be six. Seven yeah. Be um, six. Yeah, just- I like when the when the eagles do come. Five. Wow, that's five. And um, they start just picking the goblins up and dropping them. And they animate that with like, you see a bunch of dots just falling out of the sky from yes. dots that are not falling. Yes. It's great. The animation for the army is just so funny. They're just like, oh, okay, we're in minute 70. We only got eight more minutes. We got to get through this. Yeah. <laughs> they did cut out that he's in the other Hobbit movies, but there's uh, Born, who's a, yeah. a bear anamorph guy. It, it, like he turns into a bear or a human, but he's a massive bear. And they do a really cool scene in the new one where the eagle drops him as a human and he transforms to a bear and just starts fucking up goblins. It's it's really, really cool. Sorry. I just they, felt they, like, they don't do anything like that in this battle. <laughs> oh. No. No. That does sound cool, though. They got rid of the whole character, so it's a little sad. But And it's funny. That whole thing is just like the last... Peter Jackson Hobbit movie. It's just this one like dot sequence. Because <laughs> I, I knew the last one's like the five armies or something, right? Yeah, the last one pretty much. I think it it either starts or ends with Smog or Smog had just been killed, and then it's basically like the elves at the door, the people at the door, and then the armies start showing up. And I think that's where it picks up. But. Yeah, it's crazy that they made three separate movies for this. It should have been two at most. Yeah, even including all of the Silmarillion stuff that he does, you figure like, oof, oof. The anyway, so yeah. yeah, the the fight ends. Thorin dies, and he's like, "Oh man, I was wrong about some stuff. Said some mean stuff to you, might be," and he dies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bilbo takes off. Yeah, he takes his two bags of treasure. That's it. Yep, that's all he'll ever need. Yeah, he's a bachelor. He doesn't have dependents. <laughs> I mean, it's what, where does the Shire get gold from? It's probably like all the gold. They're like, what's this? And he's like, it's a currency. And they're like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, the we currency don't here is everyone gets free alcohol and we, I guess, trade crops. Yeah. <laughs> We're all farmers or gardeners. It's mostly a barter system, Bill, but I don't understand why you have money. <laughs> That's probably what he was thinking. He's like, well, I don't really need money for what I do. I guess go into town sometime. So. Yeah. And, and plus, he's banking on an advance for his memoirs mm. to really yeah. carry him through. That's fair. He is yeah. the most interesting hobbit that ever existed. So that's what um, Leonard Nimoy says in his song <laughs> Bilbo Baggins, the greatest little hobbit of them all. Oh, yes. Huh. So there's a Leonard Nimoy song about Bilbo. <laughs> he's so famous. Yeah. And then Gandalf announces to him that he's in a prequel. <laughs> so in this, in their version, he knows it's that that the ring. Apparently, <laughs> yes. He's in like, this, yeah, that thing's gonna fuck shit up. He's like, I'm gonna put it in a glass box on my mantle. <laughs> okay, you little idiot. It's the most dangerous artifact in the world. Like that, he specifically tells him, like, mm, 
going to be a lot of trouble for people who aren't even born yet that are related to you, but go off, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess you can put on your mantle. It'd be nice if you're into Mount Doom now. All There's no armies ready, but keep it on your mantle for 100 years. No, no, no. no. I'll, I'll think about it for a while. <laughs> it is tough, yeah, to retcon that into being like the ring and then be like, hmm. Well, Gandalf clearly friends with some eagles. They could just go now. <laughs> yeah, I assume. I know there's. Re- I know there's reasons. In the Lord of the Ring move, like the one we just watched, Gandalf just didn't know it was. He just assumed it was a magic ring. Yeah, but in this one, he knows. <laughs> he just knows immediately. I don't know if it's even implied in the book that he knows what it is. I think it's just like yeah. a, a ring. And there's a lot of magic rings. He says that. There's he a says there's a lot of magic rings. There's tons of. It's a ring and of yeah. plus one. <laughs> it is it is quite a bit of the first, like, what, 30-ish minutes of the movies we just watched that yeah. he's figuring out that that is the ring. Yes. Mm. Um, anyway, still, they go home. That's it. You get the songs. <laughs> the greatest adventure. Um, this movie is 77. Around the same time, Ralph Bakshi, another legendary animator, is making a technically animated Lord of the Rings movie that has some really bizarre painted over live action stuff in it. There's, there's a video about it that if you want um, context on that, you should check out. But uh, Ralph Bakshi um, uh, operating around this time, a legendary animator makes a lot of really crazy stuff that isn't necessarily for kids in animation. And um, it's weird. One of the guys he's one of those guys that's like, still around. He's like on Twitter now and tweets. <laughs> and it's just weird to think about because this feels like so long ago that there was people who were, you know, doing things important then that are still around now. It's, Tweeting. To them, it probably doesn't feel that long. It's only been 40 something years. But to, uh, to us, that feels like no one could be possibly alive that was alive in the 70s. <laughs> I know, right? Bringing it up because that animated Lord of the Rings comes out after this. The internet doesn't exist at the time. I'm sure people thought this must be the sequel. <laughs> they are not similar. No. <laughs> they only do, it, it was part of a planned two movies, but the second one never gets made. So it's really just like the first half of Lord of the Rings. Nice. Then oh. Rank, Rankin Bass, that was made by WB or something. So Rankin Bass separately makes a sequel to the Hobbit movie that they just call The Return of the King. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> these all come out in sequence, but only over, over the course of about four years. Um, Fantastic. A lot of the cast from the Hobbit movie returns. It's, I think, still but John Huston doing Gandalf. Just in the King, right? They don't return. It's just to Return the, of the King. They don't return for the other one. because No, because that's a whole different a whole production. Different, yeah. whole different thing. It looks different. It's a different production company, creator, everything. Later on, they would package them together as a trilogy, <laughs> but only sometimes. And that must have been just one of those things you think before the internet, that must have been so confusing, man. If you just think like how difficult it was for like parents to buy their kid a Wii when Wii U came out, mm. <laughs> like, okay, they asked for the Lord of the Rings movies, <laughs> but these all look wildly different. Um, and yeah. Anyway, all that to say, uh, Ralph Bakshi made some really weird shit, and that that looks insane. There's a trailer of it if you only want to dedicate a couple minutes to it. Worth checking out. Um, very confusing. But they did make a sequel. It wasn't that well received, but to be fair, neither was this movie, but I still like it. Whatever. 
Um, it's definitely fun. Yeah, definitely fun. Let's uh, let's get into ratings unless we have anything else to say about the movie. Uh, I don't think so. I see, um, Greg's just scrolling Twitter over there. Well, I was looking to see what Rankin Bass had made before this, and it really was a lot of Christmas movies. Yes, because <laughs> they had Rudolph and Frosty and uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, and like a lot of other Christmas or holiday themed movies, and then just the Hobbit. <laughs> That's really funny because like the vibe in general we've all agreed with is like Lord of the Rings is like a Christmas seat type time movie. That's why I'm like laughing about it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like you kind of, we're doing it for Christmas and it's like. And like we even said that before we even saw that it's not like that influence. No, it's just such a weird like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess he got got that vibe too and he's like, fuck yeah, I want to do The Hobbit. (laughs) Add it to my Christmas list. (laughs) Well, hey, there's a reason we're doing these at Christmas. These are Christmas movies, and this is a Christmas TV special. I think it aired in July or something. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I guess that's like findable information. I suppose I could just give you the actual date on that, which I didn't have written down. Uh, No, okay. All right. Hey, you know what? It aired... November 27th, 1977. That's a so, Christmas movie. That, that's that a Christmas is when movie. Christmas movies come out. <laughs> that is a Christmas we movie. We all know. So this is a, t- a Christmas special. A, the only Rankin Bass Christmas <laughs> special we will ever cover. <laughs> the most well known, of course. Uh, we're not letting anyone play any reindeer games, including us. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the other movies we kind of had to rush through to fit into a, a reasonable podcast length. But any final thoughts on like Lord of the Rings and or this movie in general? Now that you've watched all these movies, I guess especially to Greg, having not seen them before. Yeah. Um. And I, I wasn't thinking about this at the time, but if someone had asked me, I would have said that I expected to feel this way. But now that I'm done, my Lord of the Rings journey is complete because that's it. You know, I, I knew I was going to do this one. Back again. I went there and back again. Um, it is one of those series that is like just so good that once you're done with it, you feel like you have that like hole, like when you finish a really good long book or something and you're like, you're something has left your life. I do feel it. And it, it, I'm like, Oh, all the hobbits are on HBO max. I was thinking about it, honestly, just because like, I might do it too. Just cause yeah, the same thing. It's just like, I need that contact. Immediately did that after I watched return of the cake. I watched all three of the hobbits. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I'm pumped that I finally saw all the Lord of the Rings stuff. I do want to get some more in. Uh, when you were mentioned, I was like, oh, man, I'll read the books. You know what I mean? The book is definitely a really good audiobook, too. I was going to say, I, would, I wouldn't I wouldn't really read it. I'd listen to it on audiobook. But. Um, there, the audiobook that's on Audible for The Hobbit is narrated by Andy Serkis. No way. I think he does like he does voices. <gasps> oh, that's awesome. Including, obviously, Gollum's. Yeah. He's doing Gollum. <laughs> he doesn't do Gollum. He doesn't. <laughs> we'll hire the Gollum that. part. <laughs> Gone part stunned by the guy that did Smaug in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, get away from that ring. Hey, it's mine. Nasty hobbitsies. <laughs> I felt the exact same way after watching um, Return of the King, which was just like, and I think it's, we said this last time, but it's like the last 20, 30 minutes of Return of the King is such like an emotional, like gut punch after gut punch. <laughs> It really feels like a breakup when you were done yeah. watching those movies. It's funny. I don't know if it was one of you or if it was a Ray, but someone had said, like, oh, you know, when you're watching, I wasn't, I 
wasn't sure if you were going to really like it or if it was going to have that problem where like it has these impossible expectations to go up to. And I thought about it. And I was like, honestly, it, it didn't. And I think part of it was either because I knew I would like it or like as I think back, I don't really can, I can't think of a lot of times anyone is ever like, oh, the Lord of the Rings is so good or anyone ever mentioning how awesome the movies are. And I kind of think it's just one of those things where I was like, well, everyone just knows it's good. You can just talk about it. You don't have to like <laughs> profane, like be like, it's so good. You Oh yeah. I've never tried to talk somebody into watching Lord of the Rings either. You never like, like ever, you never mentioned to anyone like, oh, this movie's the best or anything like that. It's just like people just talk about the Lord of the Rings. It's just like kind of known that it, these are yeah. high quality. It's and just the, one of those things where like, it's either something you're going to like or it's not. You know, like, and if you're having a conversation with somebody about it, it's because you're probably already talked about like D and D or any of these other overlapping. Yeah, and I feel like it's an interesting fit for the podcast because it isn't. It isn't something that like I, I've never felt the need to evangelize for these movies because it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm very secure in these being as great as I think they are. I don't feel like I need to get people on my side, which is how I feel honestly, like about a lot of the movies that we do on the podcast where it's like, Ooh, what can I trick my friends into watching? Like that's not necessary for the Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Movies. I think that's what, like uh, I didn't have like anything I was trying to expect. And I think it's because nobody's ever sat there and tried to be like, you, 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 like, yeah, and I feel is. like even if we did star Wars, if you're, if you're trying to like sell star Wars to someone who's never seen it before, I feel like you need to offer so many qualifications and mm. disclaimers. But oh, like yeah. with Lord of the Rings, it's just like, yeah, watch those three. The, those are the ones. And yeah, check, check them out. They're great. By the way, the last one won like the most Oscars ever. So yeah. like, you like it's high not fantasy? Just, like, my opinion. You do? <laughs> <laughs> just check them out. You've been DMing D&D campaigns for a decade, but have never seen Lord of the Rings. You're probably going to like it. <laughs> I don't I mean, feel like I need to give you the hard sell. Is there like a reason why you haven't watched it? Have you never heard of it somehow? <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I've been wondering where all this Lord backstory. Lord of the Rings. From. That's the one where the boys on the island and they fight. <laughs> yes, close. That's the Hobbit. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, it is kind of nuts that a fantasy movie won that many Oscars, though. Like it does yes. kind of blow my mind. Well, we although talked, I guess Dune did really well too. It's the only one to win Best Picture, I think. The only fantasy movie. So yeah, this because you gotta think like. And we're at year ninety five. Once again, I I have trouble comparing it to how well Dune did because it didn't feel like Dune did well because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it win any awards. But like thinking about it, I'm like uh, Dune might uh, I think Dune only won technical categories. I don't know if they managed to get into like screenplay. Uh, it depends and, how you feel about music. Uh, it won uh, for best score. Score, oh, that's, that's... But that also took place during the, uh, you know, the JV ceremony before the ceremony that wasn't televised. I don't think I saw it win an award, but I'm not positive. <laughs> well, they peppered those in. They just weren't live. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't see it live when I don't think it won any. New. Anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, these are these were good movies. You liked watching them. You're happy yeah. you've seen them finally. Yeah, I knew I would be. Not to put words in your mouth, but that yeah. seems pretty clear. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> just keep reading off the cue card. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. It's it's like it's definitely like I felt like they, yeah. There's a hole after there finishing is. these. Like oh, my friends, their story's over. I don't get to hang out with my friends anymore. Mm -hmm. When Gandalf at the end of Return of the King says, "This is where our friendship ends." He's not kidding. No, that's how it feels. You son of a bitch, you're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it was uh, this version and not the book one because it would have been like, "I'm leaving, you son of a bitch. Our friendship is over." <laughs> <laughs> Do not cry in front of me. Uh, Just slapping Pippin around. 
Oh my god. Pippin would not have survived animated Dumbledore. Yeah, sure. Dumbledore. You fool of a took into the well. (laughs) Showing up to Minas Tirith all bruised and stuff. (laughs) Gandalf's just been beating him on the head on the ride there. It's really my fault. I'm a fool of a took. (laughs) It's fine. I deserve it. It makes more sense why he keeps trying to pledge allegiance to different people just to get away from Gandalf. Uh, all right so i'm taking away from this normal smog and aggressive gandalf <laughs> yes <laughs> perfect uh, okay ready for some ratings i think i'm i think i'm ready actually all right so just for the hobbit animated 1977 tv special on a scale of 0.5 to 5 on a scale of your choosing later to be entered onto our letterboxd what would you guys give this movie I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5 normal voiced eagles. <laughs> hey, it's me, the eagle guy. <laughs> I remember you from back in the day. You did me a good solid favor. <laughs> Dap it up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it 3 out of 5 down, down, downs. <laughs> Love it. I'm probably a 3.5 out of 5. I was going to go like normal voice smogs, but it feels like it's copying now. 3.5 normal voice. Hey, that's my goal. Don't take it, please. (laughs) It's so funny. Seriously, what is your name? This is getting it away. I feel like I was just sleeping and you came in here with your riddles. And now I'm going to go burn the lake down. No, don't burn it. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a fun episode. Smog definitely does come across as like he could have just like negotiated with him if he wanted to. You know what? I've given you like 20 outs. I've asked you a bunch of times to just tell me what you're here for. Is it because of the the dwarves? Because I've been feeling real bad. It's been, a, I've been feeling bad about it. I killed like most of the dwarven population in the world. So... <laughs> If you, if you want some like reparations, I can. <laughs> I can afford to do that. Yeah, I didn't realize I stepped on about 30 dots out there and it turned out that was an entire army. <laughs> I believe I killed five family generations in one step. It was kind of brutal. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll go burn down Lake Town. There's <laughs> about eight houses that have been pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, he killed about three quarters of the world with one fire breath. It must be crazy to just like know of everyone that exists. <laughs> There's only like 30 names. We all know each other. <laughs> yeah, that's why murder is pretty ba- big deal back then. <laughs> killing so many people. All right, we got to end this episode. Thanks, guys, for being on. Robbie and Greg. Thanks. Thanks. You, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Podbeans, Google Podcasts, everything else. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Merry, 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 Happy Christmas. It's um, in a few days or it just, ha- no, it just happens yesterday when this episode comes out. So never mind. Happy New Year. I guess it'll be the next one. Hope you ha- had a good uh, weekend. I don't know. 
We don't normally say stuff like that here. <laughs> no. No. When just... you next hear us, we will be doing movies from the top 10 of the sight and sound poll that just came out and made a big stir on film Twitter. But we'll be picking ones that I can convince my friends to do. And that'll be most of the battle. We'll see. <laughs> and if not, we'll come up with something else and I'll cut this part out. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening. And, you know, down, down to Hobbit Town. Down, down, Hobbit Town. Sorry, no, Goblin Town. Oh, no. <laughs> I ruined it. You've learned nothing. <laughs> all right, back to the beginning.